This is Orion and One. Please welcome your starting lineup, Josh Egan and Brandon Waterhouse. We are here. We are ready. Basketball season is getting underway. We had the Raptors tip off their preseason two days ago. They are back home in Toronto, Scotiabank Arena in front of fans. Brandon, I'm sure you watched that game. Actually, I know you watched that game because you were telling me to check it out too, and I had it on my other screen because the Leafs were playing at the same time. How do you feel with fans back in the building? Is that something this team needs? Uh-huh, 100%. Um, although just a preseason game and the first at that, um, I can only imagine what it's like for um, some of the Toronto Raptors players that's been with the organization now for only a year or two that have only known the Raptors outside of Toronto. Like, they've never seen the Scotiabank Arena, heard a fan from Toronto, heard the language around here. Um, and now all of a sudden it feels like, uh, I was just coming to this realization this morning, watching the jump that, uh, like it's, it feels like, you know, this past, um, past spring was the lockdown and like it turned around, like we're already here kind of starting up on normal times. Like it's kind of incredible how fast this all turned around. Like congratulations to Adam Silver. You know what I mean? Like, although the players didn't like the pace, everything was pushed at, like, this feels like you know, without ignoring that the actual pandemic is severe, that uh, we're back to the normal life almost. Like, this is how sports should be. And, um, you know, to see Scotiabank, I saw some of my close friends at that game and uh, very jealous. I know it's going to be hard to get tickets this year. So um, I'm hoping that they can win so that the the, uh, the outdoor viewing parties are just as exciting in the city because um should be good news this year for the Raptors so far. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely great to see fans back in the building. It wasn't full capacity. I have been back at the Scotiabank, just not for a Raptors game. So, you know, it, it feels normal when you get in there. The only thing you can, the only way that feels different is that obviously the vaccine check at the door and they check your ID and all that. But other than that, you're, it's back to normal and everything feels good. Uh, so obviously the biggest story going into this game was the debut of the Raptors first round pick fourth overall Scotty Barnes. He ended up having a pretty good game, 25 minutes. He played nine rebounds, six assists, 13 points. What did you like from him? I got a couple notes on here, but I'd love to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, Scotty Barnes, especially for the first preseason game as well, is going to get a lot more run than maybe anticipated and uh, alongside all the other rookies as well. And first-year players battling for spots. You don't see many of the vets out there for many minutes. So you get a good look. Everyone gets a big eye test on uh, Scotty Barnes. Uh, and what, what, what I saw was uh, a very confident player from the jump. Um, it was hard to see mistakes in his game. Uh, his biggest, like, his biggest thing that's not a positive, uh, like, his energy and attitude. Like, there was a one point of the game where he was screaming, caught a rebound, and kind of stopped playing for a second. The announcers noted it as like something Scotty would do with his with his energy, but that's a really a, that's a nitpicking thing. Uh, a lot of good things I saw. Uh, a big guard who can handle the ball, play forward, and is very comfortable. Um, ball handling players on their team, especially guys that are playing right now, like Banton. And uh, Champagny as well, who's been playing a really good start to his season. Uh, aggressive rebounder, dunks the open opportunities, uh, leading on defense, actually calling out the defensive sets. Um, as a first game player, that's something that uh, I didn't even expect him to see. 
I didn't really take note of who else was on the floor at the time. So I think the the best news for the Raptors is that he's uh, he seems like a Raptor already, and um, his stat line goes all over the place, which is something you want to see. Yeah, for sure. Like obviously there were some flaws um, flaws in his game. He he seemed a little flat footed when he got the ball, and, and it was busy around him, and he looked a little jumpy on defense from what I saw. Um, he lost his balance and he ended up, I think he took a foul uh, early on in the game when he lost his balance and kind of got played a little bit, but the energy this guy brought to the lineup, like you could see before the game, the way he was running through, through the tunnel to get on, he was excited during the introductions. Um, it, it, it felt a lot more fun than a preseason game should be. And I think that was also because they were back at home and they were playing in front of fans, but you know, this would be his first taste of the NBA anyway. So I can understand him being excited. And, and, you know, you could just see how much this guy wants to play in the NBA, wants to play in Toronto. I think he's really fallen in love with Toronto. Um, there's a lot of perks with playing here. Like you get to, you're representing a whole country. And I think he really brought that. And I also thought like back to the play, he kind of brought some of what this Raptors team could be and what they want to do. Um, they didn't really push too much of their offensive playbook is what Nick Nurse said. Like they had 23 turnovers and it got a bit complicated defensively when uh, Barnes and NLB were both playing the top of the zone, but he, on the offense, he was attacking the glass uh, on defense too. He had four, nine rebound, four of his nine rebounds were off the glass. And then in the end, you know, 13 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two blocks, that's what you want to see from this guy. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a dog. He fights hard. Kind of reminds me of Kyle Lowry a little bit. Um, I, I liked what I saw. It was uh, an impressive first showing. I can't wait to see how the Raptors keep growing with this guy. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, I think that um, moving forward for the Raptors, I'm excited to see where he falls into the starting lineup. So uh yeah, for sure. There's a couple other guys who are who are on the edge of that starting lineup. I got two more here, and I might butcher his name because I've heard it said too many different ways. You don't. Utah Wananabe. Utah Wananabe. Can he make the roster, and do you think he will make it? Because the way I saw it, like he played well. He had a nice block off uh, Andre Drummond, and um, but he also failed to box out a couple players a uh, couple times. He had ten points, seven rebounds in seventeen minutes, and he was a plus seventeen when he was on the court, which is pretty good he seemed to be in the right place all the time and he you know he looked pretty good on defense if he's in the rotation he will probably make the roster what did you think of this guy uh yeah he'll definitely make the roster he'll be on the bench again for sure uh whether or not his position is um i would say accelerated i'm just trying to see uh this year in terms of minutes with nick nurse i know that uh before, uh, actually, right after the, the first preseason game, Nick Nurse was um, like complimenting his game very much and said that he was one of the most standout players for him personally. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that his, his place on the team is is pretty is pretty set uh, in 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 the in the grand scheme of things. Although uh, it's a it's a it's a huge fight right now for uh, playing time. I mean, that's so that's so casual to say. I I think that. The only thing right now is for his position, you have guys like Precious Achua, uh, Siakam, uh, now you have Scotty, uh, geez, you have, uh, there's, uh, 
I mean, we, just, won't see, uh, we won't see Siapam for a while, too, because I know he's coming off of surgery. Um, they have a couple other guys who are still injured a little bit coming into camp. So Bonga, Bonga, Isaac Bonga. He's in there. I don't know yeah. if he'll take that position. I think that uh, the Raptors are really just with keeping in their in their system. Like, like and he's a player that they drafted, and uh, I think – I don't know if he's drafted or he chose he was undrafted. Uh, I think he was drafted, but he's um, – that, that they developed and they've always kind of kept in the system and I think that uh, now is more of a better time than any to kind of break them out and uh, we'll see where that can go there's a lot of question marks right now but a lot of positivity to be seen yeah you you mentioned precious at you uh, uh, he started at center and in the second quarter he airballed a 17 foot shot but then a couple minutes later he stepped up yeah, and pulled a yeah he pulled a 14 footer um, and a step back three he hit both of those I think this guy's exuding confidence he's ready to play confidence wise i'm not sure about skill wise then he also took the ball from one end to the other for a layup after barnes uh had one of his blocks on a three-pointer so it, that was fun to see this guy he looks confident he's playing confident but can that confidence transition into a regular spot in this rotation uh i just want to correct myself utah was actually undrafted in 2018 but okay. uh picked up by the raptors eventually uh, and we're talking about precious yeah yeah. Um, see, that's the thing. I think uh, a player like Precious is, is, is very actually precious to this team mm-hmm. uh, with his youth, his energy, and his versatility. I think that, although maybe not a, a threat from beyond the arc distance-wise, he can, uh, he can put up shots on a pick and roll where the ball has come back to him. And uh, he's aggressive, too. I know that he played with pride, and we've seen him a lot this summer. And... Um, I, it's a big part in uh, that acquisition for Kyle Lowry. So I'm, uh, it, it, I think it's a matter of how the rappers, more importantly, Nick Nurse, want to uh, allot the time for each player. Like, do they give it to uh, Precious because he's had a year of experience, or do they want uh, Scotty to catch up because they're in similar positions on the floor? Mm-hmm. And uh, you do still have uh, a lot of different lineups, keeping guys like Gorgon Dragic around. You still have to think about Freddie Van Fleet. And a couple other guys that will make the floor shorter and bigger. And uh, obviously, when Siakam gets back, there might be a little bit more questions. And it's early in the season. Some of these guys might get traded um, yeah. or sent back down, and we'll get a pickup very shortly. However, you know, as of right now, uh, pressures comes off the bench in a, in a pretty firm rotation, just as you've seen already. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I enjoyed watching uh, watching the game. It was good to see the Raptors back on the court again. They play again tomorrow for their second preseason game. What's one thing you're looking to see out of that game? Because I'm looking to see a little more from the new guys, a little more from the younger guys. I'm not quite expecting to see their regular starters play as many minutes yet. So I'm excited to see what the, uh, the up-and-comers have. What about you? Yeah, kind of disappointed. It's the Sixers again. Uh, Doc Rivers actually came out with a, a comment that uh, he he clearly could see how uh, outsized his guards were compared to Toronto's guards, noting that all of Toronto's ball handlers had extreme length and height mm-hmm. and, and confidence with the ball as well. So I know that the 76ers already are at a disadvantage in this preseason lineup without Joel or Ben Simmons even playing touching court. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, now what I'm looking for is the consistency, right? Like I've given them the pedestal that they have to be put on and you know, a lot of people don't even have them close to the top 10, 11 this season. And I have them, you know, surprising a lot of people. That's obviously Toronto media and, and favoritism. And a lot of skate networks don't even 
talk about the Raptors. So uh, it's kind of disappointing to think, considering the season when we lost Kawhi, we held a top three rank in the Eastern Conference, obviously, with a hard fight till the end in the bubble. And uh, playing in, and no one wants to give us real credit for playing in a place without a, our country and fans last year, where they were booing us in our own home arena games. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of the forgotten song. Everyone wants to make a story for someone else to have a better season this year. And uh, the Toronto Raptors are about to give a big slap in the face when everyone crosses that border. I think so, too. I think this team is a force to be reckoned with. You mentioned Ben Simmons there quickly. Just a quick update because the story is evolving. Um, Philadelphia have put 25% of his salary that was owed on last Friday, which was 8.25 million into an escrow account. And he started to be fined on Monday for, um, permanent fines. So beginning with Monday's game against the Raptors, this, uh, the Sixers plan to find Simmons for every game, both preseason and regular season that he's away from the team for each. And this is, um, through ESPN, by the way, for each game missed Philadelphia will deduct roughly $360,000 from that 8.25 million place in escrow. The fine falls under the agreement spelled out between the NBA and the NBA PA and the health and safety protocols where a player who is unable to play due to reasonable cause will have his compensation for the season reduced by 1% of the player's base compensation compensation for each game in the event that it misses. God, I struggled with that one. In the event Simmons skips all four of the 76ers preseason games, he will lose $1.4 million in fines. If he's traded on, let's say, November 19th, they use as an example, he will use roughly $7.2 million in salary. So this guy's losing money for not playing, and we're going to stay at that. I saw an interesting note in this article that the only reason he hasn't been traded yet is because Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal aren't available yet. Uh, and they're saying that the 76ers GM has proven that over his long successful run, he's not afraid of awkward situations, which it's this one. He's not going to make a deal just for the sake of making one, which that would be that too. And he's always trying to trade for stars. If you're trading Ben Simmons, you're trading for a star. So uh, it seems the 76ers are going to hold out on this, and so will Ben Simmons, and I don't think we'll see him on the court anytime soon, which is a shame because he's a talented player. But Yeah, uh, if you're asking, I mean, I know that was really just not really opinionated. That was more of a no, it was just I more of an update than, for everybody because there you yeah, sources. Uh, my personal everywhere. note on that is that um, uh, there's a lot of things going on. You want player empowerment, and also you want the general manager's perspective is um, – this guy's on a fresh contract with four years left at one of the most expensive tags in the league. Like, how can you just let this happen and become uh, what's that hat? What's, what's the word for when something happens and then it's considered normal from there on out a precedent, um, a precedent. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that that could, very well set a precedent that I was, ta- I, was I was listening to about on a couple channels of, uh, I think it was through the wire. Uh, shout out and um, they're mentioning how obviously you don't want this to have a trickle down effect with players just holding out with tons of years left and instead of uh, the the natural way of playing out your contract and then going into free agency like an exciting uh, summer you you pull out whenever you feel like it and you just don't go back so these financial considerations that are being fine like finally rather brought up and, and talked about and all let out to the public is uh, is raising it's not I shouldn't say raising I would say opening up the the real eyebrows eyeballs uh, to the situation and um, and the clarity of Ben Simmons and I can say that uh, it's I'm a I'm not a 76ers fan so I don't want him to go back and uh, he's not a very good player and I know he won't come to the Raptors necessarily but then apparently they were linked to the opening conversations that they've still had going on which I'm not too worried about. Um, 
I just think that uh, for any team in the NBA right now, Ben Simmons is a hard player for uh, what he's asking for because now he wants to be the target of wherever he goes. So, um, yeah, we'll keep everybody some of the ones I liked that. was uh, him going to Portland for uh, CJ McCollum and a couple other pieces. That might help Dame get over the hump. We'll see. Definitely not going to happen right now because they're trying to get used to a new coach. So uh, people are saying it might take some time. And, uh, you know, we're here for excitement, so we don't want that. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. I don't see any end in sight, but I guess that's why you play the full 82 games in the playoffs, right? Because that gives you time to get all these stories as they evolve. Uh, you wanted to talk about the Chicago Bulls. You showed me this morning, so I checked out some of their highlights and looked at some stats, and man, did they have a great game. Uh, they were without four rotation players as well because of uh, because of injury, and they still ran up the score. They led by as much as 48 points, and no starter finished less than a plus 30 in the plus-minus category. Pretty much a great start uh, for their debut appearance. They showed that their management was able to build a capable and probably dangerous squad, and they're going to play hard. They're going to play together, and they're going to have fun while going towards more wins than losses. That's what they hope to do. So the first thing I noticed about this was like their defense looks to improve from last year, and in this one, they were able to do that. In the game's first 14 minutes, they had seven steals, seven block shots, and they finished the game with 13 steals and 11 blocks, and they held the Cavs to a shocking 35% shooting percentage, um, forcing Cleveland into 22 overs, 22 turnovers, which led to 26 points. Um, the Bulls were undersized in this game, and they were still able to take advantage of the Cavs this way. Is this something we can look forward to from the Bulls, or was this kind of a one-off in a preseason game where the Cavaliers aren't necessarily the strongest team? Yeah, we were just talking about that. That was a good question. I sent you what I was watching, and, you know, I'm excited to see what the Bulls are doing, and you're the first to point out how bad the Cavaliers are. So there's always someone to bring you down when you're having a good day. I just know that. And um, uh, when it comes to the Bulls, you hope that to see uh, those will be more regular nights for them. And uh, that type of energy it will actually translate over from just not these preseason games. I think that I had a lot of questions knowing that how, like, four same guys, small forward uh, large guards with good ball handling skills and dunking abilities can all play together with one all-star big man in Busevich. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be a situation of like uh, the OKC Thunder in 2016, where it was uh, Russell, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and Paul George. And it was almost, it, you seemed it was going to be an amazing fit. And it, and it played out so poorly because the ball was uh, never in the right person's hand for the right amount of time. And you figured that with DeRozan, Zach Levine wanted it to be his own team. DeRozan wanted to come over and finally make an impact in his career uh, with competitive stance. Uh, you'll have uh, Vucevic coming over finally from a Magic team that has been in the depths of the first round uh, for the last five seasons alongside hungry players like uh, Alex Caruso, Matt Thomas, and uh, the, who is the other acquisition that I'm missing that were just brand new to uh, the Bulls this season? There's one more uh, guard, I promise. Oh, Lonzo Ball. I'm missing yeah. Lonzo Ball. Is, it, it, it has been every preseason. He's set out to have the next best season. And so there's a lot of letdown for that guy. He's been chipping away at his own work. And uh, I keep forgetting him when, he, when I think about the Chicago Bulls team. And um, when you watch the game last night, he's actually becoming one of the star point guards. Uh, to watch and I'm excited to see that because um, I don't think there's been an exciting team in Chicago since the Derrick Rose days uh, in terms of competitiveness and uh, obviously you know Chicago is one of the more uh, historic fan bases for basketball in particular in the world 
So to see them have a competitive team is definitely better for the market of the NBA. And uh, I do think that the Cavaliers are bad. Uh, however, with Kevin Love playing and a lot of their vets having some time on the floor, it uh, looked like a really regular game to me that might be more predict predictable of how the Cavaliers season will go. Yeah. Not so much worried about how the uh, the Bulls will play more competitive teams. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you mentioned a couple players there. What really stood out for me was the Bulls defense was really led by Green and Ball. Um, they were all over ball handlers all night. They were able to hold their own again with the size, as I mentioned earlier. They were swarming, scrambling, uh, disrupting possession. And, you know, they had a bunch of steals, deflections, blocks. They were forcing shot clock violations. Just after the game, DeMar DeRozan, he, he had to say, we were all over the place. Uh, DeRozan was credited with two blocks in this. We made emphasis this week, nothing's going to be perfect, but we've got to have one another's back. And that was big that we went out there and we scrambled. We tried to help each other out. We tried to cause a little havoc and just be all over the place. And we did that. So it sounds like they have a strategy for defense going into this game or going into this season. And they were able to execute it perfectly. Another thing that they wanted to focus on was their passing because last year, their passing wasn't the best, but going into this game, they were able to rake up 36 assists, uh, which only resulted in nine turnovers. Nine Bulls had three assists, six recorded at least three, and through the first three quarters, uh, before all the starters were sitting in the fourth quarter, the Bulls registered 32 assists on 44 field goals. So that's pretty impressive stat. They were able to uh, get that passing off. How important is passing going to be for this Bulls team? That's all we got for today. Um, as the season gets going, we'll have more news, more updates, but we just wanted to check in and say hi. We're going to come at you on probably Thursday or Friday with our NBA rankings episode where we'll go top to bottom, bottom to top, east and west by division and rank our teams, back it up with uh, why we think yeah. that team belongs there. Maybe we'll even do a little bit of predictions. Make sure you check us out everywhere. Like we're literally everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, um, Pandora, whatever the hell you want to call it. And then YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, at Orient Sportscast. We just posted a skills competition video. Go check that out. We do have a basketball one coming your way as well. Probably yes, sir. that this week, have it up early next week. Brandon, any last final words? No, uh, definitely just want to you know, hope that people can see this through with us and we're pushing for more in-person content and more exciting things on the way. So there's a lot of things for us and uh, we're more motivated than it seems. Yes, we are. Sorry, that, that, that sounded weird in my head for a second. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Make sure you like this video, comment on it, and make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. This is Josh. That's Brandon. 